Hi, this is Mimi. And I am Rita. And, and you're welcome, welcome to Winging It with Mimi and Ree. Yay! Yeah, today the Ree had it uh, sound like... Like a twang to it, eh? And a long drag. Okay. Ah, hi, ah. people. We're back at it again today. Winging It and, you know, Doing talk therapy. <laughs> How are you guys doing? How have you been? Thank you so much. Mimi, I think we should appreciate our listeners and the yeah. feedback they gave us. Guys, yeah. you guys are the best. Yep. You guys and are the best. keep it coming. Keep it coming. I think one of the things that we appreciate is having to constantly be evolving and growing from a perspective of knowing that we're not necessarily just engaging between me and Ree, but also winging it with you guys. Um, yeah. So... We're super, super excited for our next um, um, recording, and our recording will be very um, in sync with what we were talking about within the two topics. One being, what does it mean to be an empowered woman? And the following would be, how to um, take care of self. Yeah. So, yeah. So today we're going to talk about how to be a sister's keeper. Um, for those who do not know what being a sister's keeper is, Ri, mm. please tell us. Ah, okay, just okay, just like yeah, just to ride on what you just said. Before I give that definition, I think um, highlighting the black and white challenge yeah would help put things in, in perspective. perspective. Yeah. Did you did you post? It? Yes. I did. I got a few people who actually just asked me to go into posting it and they were giving me a, a synopsis of descriptions as to why they feel I needed to be part of it. And I also just needed to do my own background checking as to where does this stem from because sometimes so many things trend and yeah, you just do it for the, sake, <laughs> for the sake of doing it. Of the gram. Yeah. yeah. And you? Yes, I did. I had... Um, a lot of friends tagged me and to be quite honest at first I didn't know what the tag was all about until I got to know from another friend after I had posted it telling me oh yeah I see you're following the trend but I think you don't know what it's about what it's about and I was like I felt offended because I was like hey what's because she's the kind of person that is not into trends. So when she said that, I felt like she was coming after me because I followed the trend and she did not. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I did it because I wanted to do it. And I had people that tagged me and she was like, oh no, I'm not even coming from that angle. I'm coming from the angle of what, where why, does it stem from? Yes, where does it stem from? And I think that is where you missed it because I read your caption and your caption had nothing to do with, with why. And she schooled me for like five minutes. And, you know, the funny thing was that I had to tame my ego. Yep. To not be defensive. Initially, I was. But at the point, I had to like, you know, sit my ego down and take a lesson. So she told me it's actually about the femicide happening in Turkey. And I was like, oh, so... I had to go back and edit my captions and I was grateful because she called me out. She was like, hey sis, if you have to do this, know why you're, yes, know why you're doing it. I'm not against you following a trend, but this particular trend doesn't have to be lost. 
because the significance is more important than just posting pictures yeah and you know in this social media era it's easy for for vanity to hijack a lot of things that we do with good intentions mm. so i was really grateful for her calling me out and i think that's where sister's keeper comes in because being your sister's keeper is being able to hold brief or hold your sister accountable and i know it's funny when we say we're trying to hold your sister accountable it it, it sounds funny because sometimes it feels like it comes from a place of grudge Mm. or a place of fight Mm. but it's necessarily not the intention is to care enough about your sister to want to see her do better in whatever she's doing you know so and even if you want to refer it back to where the the keeper thing came from which is the bible i i believe when god was asking abel or when god was asking cain about his brother abel was like where is your brother Mm. abel and cain replied am i my brother's keeper Mm. you know and it stems from wanting to know your sister well enough to know when something is wrong and something is right yeah you know caring enough building that um bond that soul bond because it's not about physical things hanging out partying and all that it's about that soul connection that you're in your house and you're led to talk to your sister because you feel like something is off yeah so for me that is being a sister keeper yeah yeah hey you actually just went into one of the many things that i feel that is very closest to my heart and i think we've talked about it in terms of just ourselves as well as to how do we hold each other accountable and what does that actually look like mm. and i think one of the things that i always bear in mind is the bare minimum that i can do is just communicate with you mm. and that communication is also going to be stemming from our connection like if i'm communicating just for the humdrum of communicating hey hi how are you like keeping it simple and basic then that is where we will be connecting from but then if i feel that the feeling is mutual in terms of communicating from a place of deeper connection i always say that i have deep meaningful conversations with people because i love being a player person who gives you know her attentive her 100% in terms of giving you attention when I sit and I say to you I'm giving you time time is one of the the commodities that you cannot get back Mm. people might think that giving you praises and doing all those things but actually your actual price and the thing that makes you valuable is your actual time because once that's taken away then you have actually wasted that on what doing what exactly frivolous things Mm. so being a sister's keeper for me is one fundamental thing is making sure when i communicate with you i communicate with you from a place of my heart Mm. and that means that when you are saying well as my sister if i am calling you out on something or i'm trying to correct or i'm trying to empower i'm doing it from a place of knowing that we've got that familiarity Mm you know my heart and therefore moving forward anything that i'm saying you'll be able to catch it from that place before yeah. you get to be what you were saying with your friend being defensive you know yeah. about the ego as in oh gosh 
see let's not bring the ego into this discussion just yet because <laughs> i think that is what ruins everything yeah feeling like the person giving us a feedback is coming from a place of i'm better than you yeah when in actual sense it's coming from a place of care and i think i have to go back to my definition before i know i said that being your sister's keeper is holding your sister accountable but i also feel like being your sister's keeper is being accountable for your sister yeah which is a different thing altogether yep because i believe my friend saw that post and was like okay something is wrong and i need to fix it you know yeah. and nothing stopped her from saying well it's not my business yeah you know? but she felt like she owed me that yeah. enlightenment and she had to go forward and tell me see girl this is it i know you don't have any clue of what is happening but so she made sure that the perception of people about me is not from a place of ignorance because she made sure that she had my back covered if i i, I shouldn't look stupid online yeah because at a point the whole challenge became misunderstood it was more about women posting their pictures and not knowing why and just for the fun of it while it's not really about the fun it's about a cause and from research and what she told me it was about women in turkey, turkey. dying and their posters were black and white of you know those dead women so posting a black and white photo was in solidarity of mm. those many women whose deaths we are not even questioned mm. and their mothers are walking free on the streets just because they are men mm. and these women are women and their lives do not matter, <laughs> matter. so in educating me and bringing enlightenment to me she was also being accountable for me in making sure that i get that enlightenment i know why i'm doing this you know and i don't join the pack yeah that was just being vain about yeah. the whole stuff so yeah being a sister's keeper is not just holding your sister accountable like you said through communication but being accountable your for your sister, sister your friend whoever you feel is close to you at heart yeah and i think that is the interesting thing that it goes back to what we were talking about in a previous podcast in terms of being self-aware because you can easily be drowning out that accountability by making it about yourself but if and when you feel that okay at this moment in time i am Sorry. Just yeah, being in a place where you are so aware of self that you are holding up a standard for yourself that you know you'd want for your sister as well. Yes. And so it's only even when you know what that means for yourself before you you are able to, you know, <laughs> give it to someone. Yeah, else. so that it goes back to self-care and making sure that you're constantly evolving and growing in certain areas. Um but then going, we need to talk about this accountability thing. In cases of talking about what does it mean for you, Rita, in terms of being held accountable? Not from me being the person who's taking the responsibility to be accountable for you, but you, Rita, what does it mean 
to have accountability in me. Okay. So, if like if I'm the one receiving the accountability or I'm the one giving the accountability. You expecting the accountability? What does oh, it mean? Oh, okay. So, I believe if I'm your sister, and now I know we've been saying sister, sister. It's not just biological sisters. We are talking about friendships here. Yeah. We're talking about soul sisterhood. Yeah. So, if I consider you my soul sister and I need you to hold me accountable for things I do, I don't expect you to consider my feelings in terms of, oh, I don't know, maybe if I tell her this is going to hurt her i want you to come from a place of she needs this and i need to let her know about this for example if i have a cheating boyfriend i expect you if you know about it to tell me I know sometimes they tell you, ah, I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want to make her feel bad. But you're just delaying the doomsday because when I eventually find out, it will hurt me. And it will hurt me the most if I found out that, that you knew. I will. So it basically you're saying in, 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 in context and spectrum of what it is that's happening, you're thinking of long term, yes. not immediate effect. Not because immediate. hurting you now. It would be, yes, it will be hurtful, but when finding out long-term, this had a long-term, and it's going to have a long-term effect on you. Yeah. Okay. So, let me know. Don't be that friend that feels like, on the other side, I don't need to be that friend that makes you feel uncomfortable to tell me things. I was about to say. Like, does that now not also stem from the type of relationship you have with the person? Yeah. Because... If I make you walk on eggshells around me, it means that you won't be transparent with me. You won't be It's not open. a safe space, basically. Yes. I, because you would consider how will I take it? And I think that is where maturity and growth comes, comes in. in. We necessarily must not be growing on the same level, but, but we need to meet halfway. Yep. But that goes, that actually goes in line with what we were saying in the beginning in terms of communication. Mm. and letting you in from a place of this is where I'm at and whether you're able to catch me or not because that's where the safe spaces come to play yeah. because if I feel that you are willing to catch me where I'm at because for me going in in correlation to you saying that Bana, you shouldn't think of immediate effect yeah. think long term mm. I think one of the things that came to play for me is being able to know that you see me. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And if you, Rita, see me, it actually puts me in a position where I say that in future, you know, yes. futuristic type of perspective, I know that you will have my back. And funny enough, I had an incident where I had done this several times with my girlfriends. Girlfriends then, because we're not friends now. That tells me that the relationships yeah, were not meant south. to... Yeah. Where one was engaged to the person and the other was just staying in with the boyfriend. I met him and we got acquainted, but I always keep my distance when it comes to people's partners because I just need to get to know you being comfortable with me being friends with the person. Because some people will introduce you to their people, but they're not comfortable because yeah. of past experiences and stuff. So then we went clubbing with a few of my friends and she wasn't with. And then in us walking, the first face that catches my eye is him. 
But then I'm like, okay, super excited because I'm expecting I'm going to see someone that I, like my friend is here and whatever yeah. the situation is. Hey, unbeknownst to me, it's not her. And he's very cozy with this girl. And my instinct of like oh. your protective mechanism, yeah. like my homie's not here. And I just stood my ground and wanted to check out, you go play investigator and I try and check out what and who this is. So when we do get closer, guy catches my eye and he acts like, well, what now? What are you going to do about it? And I get frustrated. And because I'm loyal to her faults, I say to my friends, guys, I can't be sitting here and be entertaining this because it's a disrespect for my, to my friend. My friends then couldn't get why am I getting so upset because it's none of my business, business per se. Yeah. So in that moment, my night was ruined because I couldn't wait to see my friend and, and tell, tell her, her about what happened. And then eventually I end up actually, yeah, call it a night and the friends go and do something else instead because they were not going to stop the night because I'm in my feelings. Mm. So I make it a point to go to my friend and before I even discuss it, I just needed to gauge because I'm not too sure whether they've broken up because I wasn't sure what the situation yeah, was. Yeah, was. But they're living together, so I wasn't, yeah, you know, and then he wasn't there at the time, it was the next day, obviously. So then she tells me, no, they had a fight and whatever the situation was at the time, and then I tell her, dude, this is what had happened, and I gave her the details, and I described the girl, and then she says to me, no, it's his cousin. Mm. So I'm like, okay. In that instant, I actually, you know, you your emotional intelligence yeah. kicks in and you realize, like, okay, really, whatever I saw else them do this, yes. do this, so where is the cousin part? She, How does it fit? Hey. <laughs> so then I was yeah. like, okay, this person is not going to be receptive of what it is that I'm saying. Going back to what we were saying, mm. that when you're not ready to receive based on the relationship, because I might be on a particular page where I'm saying I'm carrying you and I've got your back in terms of being accountable. Yeah. But you might not be in the same space as I am. And I needed to make peace in that moment of what that means. And I went my separate ways, only to find out in the midst of what's going on, she made me part of the squabbles in the relationship. So then I was like, okay, I need to take a few steps back and then take it into consideration because now I was becoming the topic of discussion in the relationship because guy came to me, confronted me and started accusing me of all sorts of things. That hurt my feelings, obviously, because now I was like, okay, dude, I'm, you know, mm. here to catch you. But that was not reciprocated. So You threw me on that approach. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. So that is how, how, how our relationship just got deterred. And I made peace with the fact that that was my lesson, basically. Yeah. But, you know, there's something, like, I feel is important, even while we are friends, I know that when you're when we're talking about growth, mm. growth is not something that is you can measure with a physical thing. Mm. It's more abstract. Mm. But I know the level of your growth by the kind of things I we discuss. Like this friend I was telling you about that called me out when I was like, you know, the picture thing. It's surprising that when she was having that discussion with me. You know, she said, when I said, no, that's, it's not about trend, you know, and she was like, here you go defending yourself, you know, and I think that was where 
my ego took the blow because I was like, how dare you think you can talk to me like that? But I remember the kind of conversations we had, we've mm. had over time. And those conversations made me know that she is coming from a place of authenticity. Yep. It's not about trying to make me feel bad. Mm. Coming to so, harm you. Yeah. So, because I noticed with her, we share perspectives. Like, she might go through something on the internet and see it and share with me. And we discuss it later. She may watch a movie or I might watch a documentary and I'll share the link and I'll be like 9pm, let's talk about this. So, I think this is the way we can gauge the growth because yeah. and we mustn't always agree like yep. we mustn't always see but the fact that you respect my opinions and you are able to listen to me maybe for now you don't use what i say but yeah. somewhere in the future you know because our growth is not the same part time mm. but let there be like i said a meeting ground where we know that whatever happens mimi is coming from a place of empathy it's coming from a place of love it's coming from a place of wanting me to do better i'm not from that place of eh, maybe she's jealous she's envious of me you know and i know how to be somebody that is not into trends so knowing that she came for me was not necessarily about because she doesn't like trends she feels like she needs to make me feel bad for following the trend but because she came out rightly and told me, see, I'm telling you this because if you truly want to participate in this challenge, I think you Get should it right. Know. Yeah. Get it right. So I'm not saying don't follow the trend, but follow it right. But you see, Rita, you are hitting it like you literally are just marinating my prayer, friend. It's <laughs> the fact that you had, what do you have a point of reference? Experience. Yeah. That means that your connection was deliberate mm. or intentional. Yeah. And that's where I'm saying that time is the thing that is necessary to be able to gauge whether this relationship is one that is coming from a place of whether harmful or, or not. And if I've invested my time, my friend, and there is a point of reference, the mere fact that you think of me still less than hurts my feelings. Sure. And that's when I say, when I've learned my lesson as to when you would be able to gauge. Because it needed that drastic move yeah. or moment for me to realize this is how you feel. Like, this is how you see me. Because at the end of the day, you can be in your feelings, friend, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to say, you know, I need to protect my cocoon and what it is that I'm trying to build here. Mm -hmm. And still come back to me and say, I heard you and I understand, but give me time. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Communication for me is key because I cannot read your mind. I can't read your, yeah. your, your heart. <laughs> true, true. And coming back to whatever it is that you need to do, because I'm not an unrealistic person. I think one of the one thing that I always put myself in is always in the, some, the person's shoes, because mm -hmm. I was no in no way forgetting the fact that wasn't me. Would I have responded the same way? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you cut me off from a place of you know what I've chosen to put you in that light then I know when to remove myself. Mm. And when I was removing myself, it wasn't a amputation isn't completely yeah. utterly, you know. Gradually. Yes. Um, and when we did come back together years later, and then they broke up a few months later after that had happened, mm. because the truth came out and that was not the person who he was saying it was. It was. 
she couldn't bring herself to me that also hurt me even more because i felt that dude you should know that I even if you in your face do you know yeah. what i'm saying because i was literally wanting to reach out from a place of dude i i know it must be devastating knowing that your reality has been pulled out like you from under, under you. you and knowing her and her storyline and what her vision was for her life this was something that i knew would need her to have a sister you know what i'm saying instead yeah. of just a person who's going to be there and be and i'm not even that type do you know what i'm saying yeah so i was even i was even more hurt because of that and that is one of the things that made me feel like okay i cannot change your mind in what it is that you feel and maybe you feel it's necessary to protect yourself because that conversation that needs to be had as in why did you feel the need to feel this particular way so that i would know that there's something that i need to correct within myself to catch yes, you when girl. you need me to yes, was girl. not even there so you didn't give me the 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 opportunity to grow yourself if there the was need the opportunity friends opportunity to grow if there was need do you know what i'm saying so i felt devastated from a place of i didn't even have any form of working on what i felt that i needed to work on if there i needed if there was a reason to work on and i needed to accept remember we were talking about it last week that sometimes you need to not need wait for closure you know <laughs> yes. waiting for people to come and say okay this is the new like okay now i feel like my my journey is complete sometimes yeah. it would be necessary for you to exit the building because this yeah. is what is needed to be done for this time yeah like <laughs> there are necessary things that need to be done when you were talking about being your sister's keeper in terms of how wanting you to have given you that opportunity to grow I feel like because and we've mentioned it in the previous episode before we were because we were raised to compete with each other mm. it's difficult to see your sister from a place of yeah from a place of equality from a place of mutual understanding and respect we always see ourselves with that i I should always have an edge over this one you're my friend but i should always have an edge over you but the truth is that when our challenges come against us they are not speaking (laughs) they happen to us equally yay like <laughs> like it happens to us equally simply simply the fact that you can be successful and be a single parent <laughs> yes that one too you so, can be like what you saying in terms of challenges yeah you can be a, you can be a successful single parent but you're a single parent nonetheless when a man cheats he's not going to look at you from a pers- when they do not employ you because you're a woman they're not going to say because you are yeah from this associate it's yeah. because you're female that's why you're not getting this exactly exactly and I also feel is that's what makes it hard for women to create platform for growth. We should be able to create platform for growth. Like, let us create a circle where, if there's a training happening, all our sisters know about it. Yeah. Something you know will be beneficial. We're not talking about maybe trainings that don't benefit. We're looking at empowerment. We're looking at intellectual stuff. So that as I'm growing, you're growing too. So it's not one-sided. Okay. And we're able to face our demons. And it's funny that I'm always referring to this friend of mine that called me out last week. But I think it's because it's fresh. And I've been through a lot with her in terms of our friendship. She's someone that I can call when I feel like she's being distanced. 
and I feel like it's something I've done. I'll be like, I'll call and be like, um, you've been quiet. Did I do anything? And I'm coming from that place because I know that we can always talk about anything. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm like, is it because I'm only human? And we laugh about it. But why I'm saying it is because I want to know, like you said, I can't know what's on your mind. Yeah. But I want to know how you think so that I don't repeat it next time. Yeah. Because but, you don't find joining hurting the person. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> so if she tells me, yeah, it's because of that money and I expected you to do this, do this. Next time, I would know how to act. Yeah. And for the sake of the relationship and not encouraging my ego to feel like she should have told me. After all, she knows that things are hard for me. Why is she not considering me as well? You forget she's human. You forget she has her own issues. And you forget that she has a right to as your friend to get the best treatment as well. She, she shouldn't be the only the one giving it to you. Friend, you are moving into the next thing that I wanted to talk in terms yeah. of creating an actual standard or a bar mm. for the sister keeper. Yeah. Yeah. How do we go about having to create a standard or a bar is being able to know that in us having to be in the situation of wanting to be my sister's keeper, mm. you, in you holding your sister accountable, you're actually creating a standard in a bar. Yeah. Because often I hear people say, oh, BFF this, BFF that, <laughs> because you meet people all the time, right? Mm. And we have that tendency of wanting to appease or please people. Mm. And so the first time when I meet you, it's Johnny Moss. Yeah. You want this, Mimi? Ah, yeah. You want this? Yeah. You know, um, when you are saying, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, you just give people a pass. Yeah, it's You're going to come late. It's, yeah, fine. it's fine. Now you find that that is a standard that you created by default mm. because you're trying to give this person the benefit of the doubt, right? Because that's, that's a mistake I sometimes make. Where I'm afraid to put things in place because I'm I'm not wanting to lose this connection because at the time when I was connecting with you, my my you know what do you call it your vibrations or your you know your yeah. antennas were like tingling because you knew that something good is gonna it's come from this. this yeah. So now with you having to find yourself in a position where you need to take back the power in having to create those standards, mm. it's a bit difficult. Because now you don't even know how this person's response is going to be because you started off on a, yeah, you know, yeah, you start compromising early. Yep. So that's when I actually, for me, let me just pose it to you: How do you create a standard from the word go when you are trying to be a sister's keeper? Because you see, obviously, you you know that this connection is something like a premature type yeah. of, and then. How do you do it without having to scare that person away? Because it is a treasure. It's something that yeah. you put value in. Yeah. I think um, I think we women should be comfortable with being us around anybody we meet. Like, I don't think I have a need to protect something that would eventually, at the long run, put me in a place of being compromising on my values and my boundaries. And... That is why I think that starting at the onset, when I met you, you know, there are things that I won't let to pass. Like, if I call you and you don't pick, 
I drop a message. I hope you're okay. If you don't reply in two days, I'll be like, Hi. Two days is quite a while. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> but to give you that benefit of doubt, yeah. that benefit of doubt for me is a one-time thing. Because I expect you to meet up Mm. If you are not meeting up or relate with me on the basis of somebody that is also interested in having yeah. because not a one side yeah. So if I send you a text and you don't reply because you did not pick up and it took you two days and you still doesn't reply, I'm going to tell it to you how I feel. I'm not going to even mask it. I'm gonna be like, hi, does it mean that you did not see my message? I was really caring about you and I really felt like you know, I need to know how you are, but it's fine. I really don't like to be kept in the dark. Like state what state how you feel and, and how it that makes that. you feel. If the person goes ahead to make up for it, then I know it's something I need to pursue. Yeah. If not, there's well, no point. Yeah. yeah. Because if the person doesn't see the need to explain herself, that means there's no value there. She's not saying they don't something. Respect you. Yeah. I think it goes with that's the thing that I, I and it also shows their level of growth as well. Yes. Their growth journey. Hey, I I actually struggled with this for a while. I'm not gonna lie to you. Where people will say, "Oh my word, you're such a good friend," da, 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 but it's not reciprocated. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I will find myself putting myself in a position where I'll be the cool person who's going to understand the situation that you're in, mm-hmm. but then I wouldn't be able to make you feel or make you understand how it makes me feel, feel. when you are disregarding the resources and the time that I put in place in order for you to be in a place of comfort. Because yeah. the only reasons why you are in this position is because I make it possible. No, I, we shouldn't take away from the fact that when you decide to come and visit me, you're using your finances, yeah. you're using mm. your time to wake up, mm. and you're using your intellect to come and sit and have those conversations. And you're actually letting your guard down, which means a part of you is actually vulnerable. vulnerable. Do you know what I'm saying? So when you, when I just all of a sudden be like, oh, by the way, at the door, I'm, I'm not feeling well today, dude. Um, I think we can do it some other time. When I've come all the way. Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's unacceptable. Do you know what I'm saying? That that is just a snippet of what it is that people do. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And I think one of the the key things that I was given by the key advice or um, encouragement Mm. that I found or got from my mentor, she said to me, you know, when people want you in their lives, you will see it and you yeah, will know. Yeah, in the actions. <laughs> and she yeah. says, but if you have the common decency to know or put yourself in a person's shoes and knowing how this would make that person feel, then I do not discount the fact that that person has the same capacity to do so because as long as there's blood running through your veins and your heart is pul- pulsating, it means that, or pumping, it means that you feel. Yeah. You choose, you make the choice of choosing whether or not to feel, you know, once. And that's the thing that she says, that when they choose not to feel for you and be in your position, it means that they disregard you. Yes, as a human being. You know, so once you are agreeing with them by making sure that you don't get to hold them accountable by telling them this is how you make me feel, you've already deterred the standard. Mm. And Mm. so you can't get mad when the person is not... Not meeting up. Yeah. That's where I was going yeah. with the standards. And and also on the standards, I think it's 
it makes it balanced if the standard we have for our sisters are also realistic yep because sometimes people want you to be jesus for them hey. <laughs> i'm telling you they want you to carry their cross they want you they, they are insensitive of your needs hey. you know people that call you only when they need you they need you they and when i say need you friend i have a lot of experience with that they don't need you just sometimes on a financial capacity because people think it's financially the person will take two hours of your time and having to let you know about what's going on in their life they'll ask you pray for me not having asked how are you doing exactly how are things going with you my friend when are we going to sit down and have a talk and when that person tells you how they feel about your actions you're like but it's supposed to be my friend you're not supposed to judge me but sis, it hasn't gotten to that. I'm just telling you to be conscious of the fact that I'm also human. You know? And the fact that I react and respond to you means that I feel for you. For you! Yeah, and I cherish the relationship to let to enough to let you know that, hey, I don't want this to be an issue between us. So let's trash it and get it going. Some people feel like when I tell you the truth is because I don't want to go further. Yeah. But the thing about closure and speaking truth in relationship is that it makes the intimacy stronger. Hey. It makes me understand you in a deeper level. Hey. Because I know that, hi, this really hurt her. For her to say this, this really hurt her. And I try to make amends. And that could be just maybe a simple text. text. Or maybe sending flowers. Friend, or I'm maybe so just writing a note with a chocolate. Or, you know, do you know how simple or I am? apologizing Very. with just your mouth. Friend, you just made it simple. <laughs> like it's like I'm such a simple person that people who know me when I call you my people, I say some friends get offended when I say I've got my people. Everybody's got their people. Mm. It's the people who will know that like going to Cairo and come back and bringing a cloth from Cairo, Mimi is not gonna appreciate it because it's not personal. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You taking it from a place of you want to make me feel based on the standard that you put up for your friend, for yourself. Yeah. Whereas the only thing that I wanted was an apology. Yeah. I'm sorry for doing this. You know what I'm saying? I'm meaning it. Not just saying sorry so that we can move on to the next thing. You know, the other thing, before we move on, friend, <laughs> talk about this whole thing of going to Cairo and coming back. We're not going off topic. It's still the same topic. <laughs> the thing that I found very interesting with people that also has that pride situation going on is that they will not apologize. They will do that whole thing. Go travel, go to Cairo. We didn't address the fact that you made me feel a particular way. Yeah. They come, oh, my friend, do you know that I went traveling? Yes. Okay, I brought you this thing. So when can we meet up for tea? Mm. And that to me is a sign of disrespect as well because you're still dismissing my feelings because you're not wanting... You're not acknowledging the fact that... Or being held accountable for the fact that you did what you did. Yes. Yes. Because that whole thing that you were going back to and need to make a connect with your friend is that she telling you what she needed to tell you, you needed to take accountability for the fact that, like, yes, I was at fault with being able to be part and parcel of the trend. Mm -hmm. And therefore... I am being accountable by wanting to be receptive. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. But there are people who do not want to hear it. They don't want that responsibility. And you know what? If I'm able to sit through it, it means that I've earned the right to make you sit through when I want to tell you the truth. Because you know, if I'm not able to take it, then I have no right to, to tell, tell you, you take that one, listen to me. <laughs> it's a two-way <laughs> thing. It's a two-way thing you can 
can't tell me, you can't dismiss my feelings and dismiss what I'm about to tell you and then expect me to, and expect you to take my feedback when I'm ready. I'll be like, um, I don't think you did this. What right do you have? When I tell you, I don't think you did this right. What was your response? How did you, you know? So it's really, it's really, it's deeper than we, we, we think, you know? And because the, um, the things happening around us is so vain now, I feel like the level of sisterhood amongst girls are just mere talk man it's just about fashion when we sit we don't even, yes we don't talk about the deep things that really matter do you know what i find very fascinating is that the people that is i was reading reading this post and in simple terms was basically saying that even in the mere sisterhoods the people that would find the um the loyal the people that will actually have loyalty within the sisterhoods are the people that are accomplished because it makes sense for you to look like someone who is for the person whom you feel has the benefits that i want whereas if a person who's genuine and having time for you and doing the things that you need like to have personal development yeah is not necessarily putting you in the forefront of being seen in a particular light you're not going to be loyal to the yeah to the fault to them yes and that's the thing that i find to be sad when you're saying that the relationships in terms of sisterhood is just frivolous yeah nowadays Mm. because the challenge that i always bring myself or bring to myself all the time is constantly reevaluating the relationships i have Mm. because i can we can still be connecting and still have our flaws Mm. do you know what i'm saying Mm. me and you can hold each other accountable and do all these things that we're saying we have on this list that we want in terms of making sure our sisterhood the sisterhood or being a sister's keeper is one of the things that we put in the forefront and still be failing at it it's not getting it right it's being able to be in a position where you're constantly willing to yes the willingness to grow through it like nobody wants a perfect friend yep but we want a progressive friend a friend you can grow with I know there are friends you look back with how long you guys have come, you'll be like, yo, we've come such a long way. Yeah. And you're able to appreciate that friendship because you guys have seen yourself in your worst. You've seen yourself in your best. So I don't need you to come and be all step forty with me and be like, I've got everything under control because that will make me I won't connect with you. Nothing nothing will resonate with because you've got it all together yeah 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 and i know we're talking about holding each other as women accountable but i think there's also a deeper level of trying to hold um holding being your sister's keeper in trying to hold the men in our lives accountable i forgot about that topic yes so it's all yours smash it hey Friend, when it comes to holding men accountable, I don't look at it from a personal, like as in intimate, sexual partner type of setup. That comes Ooh. after. If you are... Just like you did with your friends. Boyfriend. Yes. It's more than that. Yes. For me, it's everything to do with even in being, going directly to what it is that we're doing now. Yeah. Before we were single moms, we had brothers, right? Yep. And once your brother is holding you to a particular standard, because brothers can be protective. Yeah. But in the external relationships with the fellow females, they're very careless. Yep. 
And so with us sitting there thinking that you're superior because it's holding me to this, you know, standard, um, I don't really care about that sister, but in actual fact, it impacts the rest of everybody else because how the woman view themselves and how they go forth in choosing men is basically going to lead to the one thing that we don't want women who don't have a high standard in terms of their thinking and processing in terms of self-worth and it starts with even having friends guy friends and most of them can attest to this that i have had both relationships with if you're going to be my person and you're my friend and you are telling me about how shitty you are with your 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 mom Mm. I'm not going to be sitting there and applauding you because we're going back to that standard and holding someone accountable. Like, dude, don't do it. Yeah, that's all right. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. And if you feel that I'm going to be a wet blanket every time you come to me because I'm holding you, you know, accountable to what it is that I know you need to be doing, then let me be that wet blanket if you feel that this is time for you to exit. But the one thing that you need to remember, the one voice of reason that Mm. you are, will probably be the necessary voice of reason. Yes. Because everywhere else that it goes, it will always be hearing Urita say, ha, 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 That man that beats his wife was once somebody's son, somebody's brother, before he became a husband. Somebody's boyfriend, even, before he became a husband. And I think it's something that is really critical now in terms of trying to re-engineer the way men treat women it starts it goes back to start with the way we relate with our brothers the way we raise our sons like if i see my brother or let me not even go that way if you're in a particular relationship with a man at this point and there are things you see he's doing to you that is not right you don't have to have that mentality of oh don't worry he's gonna change or don't worry I-, I won't marry him let me just be managing him till i see the next person and i'll dump him because as you're dumping him that's another problem for someone <laughs> so why don't you step up the game with him so that when he sees the next person he's using the same standard you yeah. are able to you know put up and make the work easier for your sister yep because when you look at some women and the things they go through in their relationship, you're like, how did the girl before me cope? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? These men are really bold in telling you, my last girlfriend wasn't like this. She, and I'm like, she was willing to take it. And I'm it. like, hey, because your girlfriend wasn't like this doesn't mean it's right or it's yeah. Because men actually use the standard they have used to yep. to move on to the next girl. So standing me up is, is a no-no. Um, lying to me is a no-no. You know, not being emotionally intelligent to know that, hey, this is her space. You don't, you know, seeking consent. Things like this are just not rocket science not talking to me anyhow in public you know people... and for you to call him out in terms of like say for instance you're talking about these little things like for someone else say for instance you are with me and your man speaks to you in a particular way sometimes you think you need to tell tell the girl and call her aside because she's closest to you yeah but if you've permitted me and you've given me the the grounds to have that relationship with your man yeah. and i can also be able yeah you, you can't talk exactly. yeah 
And exactly. The thing that I find with us is that the fear of losing, like I think rejection is one of the things that makes us feel a particular way about things because the fear of losing what you think is the most valuable thing in your life, which is relationships. Because if I go back to the friend that I told you about, do you yeah. know that me, me and her didn't speak for a while, but the guy was constantly very respectful. Because when he came in and confronted me, I put him quickly in his place. Because I told him, dude, I'm not friends with you. Mm. The person that I'm loyal to is her. And therefore, I would have expected more from you if you were to see me, you see her. And that means that the things that you wouldn't want must happen to your sister. And for your girlfriend, you'd be able to say, you know what, guy, okay, I'm messing up now. You know? But the fact that you had the audacity to not even have that guilt over you simply means that you're not necessarily just disrespecting her, you're disrespecting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. do not even engage with me. Can you just leave? Because they came to my house, can you just leave? And I think the firm and the sternness that came with that made him understand that here you don't miss. Yeah, you can do it anywhere else. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So even when he was walking around in my area with a girl that he felt at the time was a particular, you know, stand-up per. He would literally look at me or try not to have eye contact because for him it was like, oh my word, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And that for me, for a time it was uncomfortable, but as you said, with evolving and growing, I understood that I've set the bar and therefore now he knows. He knows where not to come and do his shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that I say, we we lack in the specifics where when I was saying to you watching this this celebrity show called Guy Code, and the one thing that was a common thread for all and everybody was the topic of do you tell your friend when you see the guy or the girl in a club or bar or restaurant with someone else that's other than your friend? And then everybody would say, pretend, pretend like you don't know this person because at the end of the day it's their business let them deal with their own thing at their own time and then i was like that's the problem that that is where you drop the gun i won't change what it is i did i won't if you were to ask me if you were to go back would you do things differently no i wouldn't because the way i'm passionate about my people i'm very protective of my people if i see you and i have the capacity to have a conversation with the guy i won't be like oh i don't see i will have the conversation to make you know that i see (laughs) you yeah i see yeah now deal with the responsibility of making it right because you should have thought about it before you were doing it in the first place like it's not it wasn't an emergency you know it wasn't an emergency and i think if we women start thinking towards this line we are less um, defensive when our girlfriends come up with things like this and know that she's not just helping save you she's saving 100 other girls because the girl he came with is someone's daughter is also a sister who may not even know about you i'm just saying friend imagine if we all came together like i the friend right mm. who caught him tell the girl i will your girlfriend is at home when you're sitting with this girl mm. oh the girl says i didn't know he told me he doesn't have a person mm. then in all of that she says okay can we set up a meeting it's me it's the girl and it's her <laughs> <laughs> no, but besides the disaster, do you not think it would have a ripple effect in how men actually will feel that they can't get away with exactly. nonsense? Exactly. And therefore, they are not just doing things impacting them. It will impact the whole... You know, you are even saying we are going to fight. Why is it 
that when you catch your boyfriend or your husband cheating on you with a girl, you call them red-handed. Why is it that the two women are the ones fighting? It's that fear of rejection. Exactly. So why are the two sisters not being like, this man played us. He should pay for playing us. Hold him accountable, but instead you're holding each other accountable. Because at the end of the day, I think with the societal norms, going back to our first initial topic, societal norms are dictating to us that we should know better. Men are not that smart. Oh, please. Do you know what I'm saying? So, as a woman, you're supposed to, uh, you know, account to things more so than a man does. And I'm like, even if we all are at fault, like you knowingly going, because I know there are people that are knowingly going to have to destroy relationships because they want what someone else has, and that's the whole. So, I think something we don't do too often that. It's very necessary is praying for our sisters. Yes. And in praying for our sisters, you know, there are people that will be like, I'm praying for you, but they don't really get to pray for you. <laughs> they are thinking of the prayer, but but they don't really get they to don't do get it. to do it. You know, and I think that is the gap. You may have those good intentions, but actually doing it. And for me, I prefer the moment that thought comes to your mind to say, do it. I want to pray. Uh, let's pray on when, when we're having that conversation. Yeah. You know, let's, or when you remember me and you feel like you need to pray, just say the say a word. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be so laborious and you'll be like, kabashin and koko kakaka. No. You know, you can do that when you're also doing your own thing. But yeah. At the moment of that thought, let it be like, oh Lord, I don't know what is happening around means at this period i just thought of her but whatever it is take control yeah it's as simple as that because be god is looking yeah god is looking at your intentions Hats. and how you respond to the feelings you get about your sister yeah. but praying for our sister is not something that is celebrated that much because you know we feel like what if i'm praying for the person <laughs> brings you in mind i'm just stuck in one place <laughs> So yeah, the whole thing of people saying, we're saying being intentional about praying. Some people say, yes, they're going to pray for you. But then the thought of your breakthrough coming through before this, while they're still in a rut, is something that also causes them to say, okay, let me pray for them after my breakthrough. Then I'll be like, okay, now I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. So we forget that we are channels of God's blessings to our sisters. Like, what's the essence of friendship if you cannot... You know stand in the gap for me in the times when i'm low because you know when we are going through life issues there are times we can't pray for ourselves you know and we but we really need those prayers so for me being a keeper for me a sister's keeper is you standing in the gap when i cannot stand yep. or standing with me while i'm standing yeah or lifting me up to stand yep who was it that needed to hold his hand up in the air in the Bible? That's uh, Moses. And then he needed someone to just, to hold just his, yeah. keep his hands, his arms in the air. You know, that's the thing that I also say to myself when I read um, I think hardships in terms of life and doing hardships, going through hardships with people who has assisted in you getting through them has made me very mindful of the fact that we are not alone. No. We are not an island and how i'm also very mindful of the fact that how you treat people is always going to come back to you yeah do you know even if it's in the context of which you say it's a good thing but at the end of the day it always comes back to the whole thing of if i'm going to be my sister's keeper 
it, it reflects on how I see how I want you to be mm. but also it needs to come through how I am with you do you know what I'm saying yeah. that whole thing of when you're saying that can we have realistic goals can we have realistic ways of for the friendship for the friendship because I can't expect you to buy me a Lamborghini when I can't buy a Lamborghini for myself do you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah I want my sister to buy me and that's the thing that I'm saying that I don't necessarily say I've got best friends because I'm always open to the idea of you might fail me in certain areas mm. but I am not necessarily taunted by the fear of you failing me mm. other than preparing myself to be ready to you know have those conversations and yeah. walk through the, the the process of growth for the relationship because it simply puts me in a position where I say that even if I do get to you know talk to you about it because I was aware that you're not perfect that conversation will not be from a place of anger or sadness but a place of i need your attention in this area yeah yeah so i think we need to wrap this and i don't know for you if there are any last words Hey, there's a lot we said. Should we, I don't know, maybe we should do it two segments. Yes, they should, it should be a series, actually. Yeah. So, but for this series, uh, yeah, for me, I would conclude with if you would be my sister's keeper, or if you would be a sister's keeper, you should be able to hold me accountable yeah. and be accountable for me. You should be able to create a space where we can grow together without any judgment without any you know jealousy or envy or insecurities if you would be my sister's keeper or we would be our sister's keeper let us hold the men in our lives accountable for the sake of our sisters not for our selfish reasons yeah I think you just and also just one of the things that you just mentioned was praying for our sisters because even in wanting you to uphold those standards i know that there will be things that will hinder that from happening so in praying for you am i actually very invested in the relationship because i'm actually telling myself that we both might fail at trying to get this done but let's yes. pray that we continuously feel that this is something we need to push through and get it get done in yeah. terms of and bringing god into the picture makes it easier for us to see ourselves for who we are yeah. and know that we can't accomplish be, it on our yes own. that god is the center of it all yep. and i don't know if you've prayed for friendship before but i yeah. prayed for friendship i've prayed for like i've prayed to god about wanting a girlfriend I don't yeah. know whether you've done that before, but I've really prayed to God. I've been like, God, I need a girlfriend because I need somebody you sent to me that would know my heart and your heart as well. And it's easier to relate to someone than those God because even when they are angry, they know it's not for a long time. They have that place of forgiveness, that place of compassion, that place yeah. of kindness, yeah. that place of seeing you the way God sees you yeah. and not as an enemy or something to compete or somebody to compete with. So yes, girl, <laughs> I think um, this series has to come to an end now. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot to be said, but I love what we've actually gained yeah. and having co- um, covered in terms of this topic. Yeah. 
but yeah should there be anything else that we feel that would be as important as what we've discussed then we will make a topic of that yeah and if there's other things you want us to talk about concerning this or any other topic to feel free to send us a dm on facebook we need to create that account girl Imagine. yeah so send us a dm a voice message tell us what you want us to do better what you think we did right so that we keep on doing it and yeah until the next episode take care and be your sister's keeper bye, bye.